Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. It's me, your boy Maverick. You can find me on social media at Heartbreak Two Underscores Kid. That was so enthusiastic. I know, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Bring some energy to today. <laughs> you started pubbing your Instagram too now. Well, it's you, the same thing now. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like mine's all the same. I just say you can find me on Twitter because I mean okay. neither of us post that much on Instagram, and it's not like we post sporty stuff on Instagram. I put quality content on my Instagram. You're a high quality person. We know. <laughs> You've made that quite clear. What is your Twitter, or what is your name as I start the timer? My name is Aaron, Reverend Aaron <laughs> P. Friedman, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. Uh, my name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains, all one word. Beautiful. The return. The return. And my name is David, and you can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O. Uh, we don't have a guest, but we do have a live studio audience. <laughs> Soft, unenthusiastic claps. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> do you uh, think we could sell tickets for a live studio audience? I think so. We're just Would people in- pay to watch? We're just that interesting. It's working entertaining, Let's pull right? the room. Would you pay to watch us? Oh. 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 <laughs> Carter's like what <laughs> Lauren would you pay to watch us alright well no. okay. we'll charge admission for Annabelle yeah. <laughs> alright uh, should we just get right into it uh, Yeah, get go. down to the nitty gritty uh, start with Miami topico numero doso Doso. Doso. Did you really just say doso? <laughs> it's got a rhyme, and we already did Uno because Uno's the intro. There's so many things wrong with this, but we need to move on. <laughs> List them. <laughs> Line. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, we lost to Miami. Oh, yeah. uh, senior I, night. I don't think that I have the same emotions about the game as y'all because it wasn't my senior night, but like. He hit Jaquan Newton hit that shot, and I turned to Colby, and I'm just like, I'm not even upset. Uh, like, obviously, it hurts now that we lost the double by, but good for him. Like, if that's what it took to beat us. Well, I mean, we were down 16 at one point in that game, so I mean, we've had to, to fight and claw to get all the way back. It was really reminiscent of that Clemson game that we had at Clemson, where we were down a lot, and we brought it in the second half and came back, but it was just short. Because of the hole that we dug ourselves in. Yep, exactly. It was also very similar to a national championship game in 2016. Yeah, with a double-digit deficit. Come back, hit a circus shot with four seconds left. Uh, Other team inbounds the ball. There's sort of a missed defensive assignment. They throw up a circus shot of their own. It goes in as time expires. When are we going to learn to put pressure on the guy with the ball? Like, when are we going to learn that? Because this is now the second time that's happened, and you're like, oh, that's not going to go in. Oh, it went in. Like, when are we going to learn to pressure the person with the ball? So I was in the barbershop yeah. a couple days ago, and we were talking about, like, what happened on that play. And the other dude that was in there, he said he used to be a coach. Mm-hmm. And he said that in that situation, he would have his team's trap at the free throw line extended in the backcourt. Hmm. No matter who it is, if it's like less than eight seconds, whenever that inbounder gets to the free throw line extended, trap them and make them get rid of the ball because they're going to panic for about two seconds. And mm. that's two less seconds that they have to get yeah. off a good shot. Which, so, you know, yeah. sounds, sounds great in, on Sunday. 
I know. <laughs> it's just like, you know, he, we're letting Jaquan Newton dribble up the court freely. Like, that shouldn't have happened. Like, and that's just kind of the frustrating thing because it's like you would think we ha- would have learned at that point. And it's like, obviously, it's just frustration looking back at it. But it's like just little things like that that could have won us that, won us that game. And now, in retrospect, that was huge. Because now we, we've lost the double bye and we're now the sixth seed in the yeah. ACC tournament. Do you cover the inbounder or are you playing with a free safety for yeah, that put, trap guy? Put put a man on the inbounder and the inbounder. But then if you, or you, you put, because if you if the if you have someone on the inbounder and he's not one of the two trapping, then you have a big risk of a touchdown pass. Well, well make it a one free one. Put one person all the way in the back. Put one person on the inbounder. Put one person like on the free throw line. Put the other two on the on the wings. Did Miami not have any timeouts at that point? I, I think they did. They just didn't use it. I'm surprised. And they just ran like a wheel play. One person came, and then Jaquan Newton came right behind them, and that second cutter is going to be open. This is getting way ahead of ourselves, but if we had a one-two-two full court trap like Duke or three-quarter court trap like Duke had, I don't think we lose that game because that was deadly. I mean, it's hard when you don't have the athletes for it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, you know, I understand why it happened because it was bang play, like a bang-bang play. Like, Joel Berry hit that three, and it was off and running, so it's hard to, like, collect yourself and, like, get back on defense, like, directly after. But it's, like, it's just a little frustrating. I, I looked at the um, the box score, and mm-hmm. I was like, two of our starters gave us zero points, and I realized that it was um, Kane Meyer. Kane Meyer. Listen, when they were on the floor, <laughs> they were locked down, okay? We were up 4-0. We were on pace to beat them 80 to nothing. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Another kind of unfortunate trend from that game is that we looked terrible on defense. Like they were, they were running layup drills on us mm-hmm. that entire game. I mean, people watched Syracuse and figured out if you can get dribble penetration against us, and we can't guard it. Yeah, and so I mean, what do we even like? Obviously, whatever we did didn't also didn't work during the Duke game, but that's also a different animal. Uh, Duke is a different kind of animal but like when you have a team that's dribble penetrating like how do you even stop that at this point we don't have the athletes to we don't have a rim protector we don't have a rim rim protector and we can't keep it anybody in front of us maybe we don't our just rim protector just happens to be six foot tall and that doesn't work always (laughs) yeah just general frustrations now it's like that's probably this is probably the worst way to end the season honestly the regular season at least i think I think everyone went into the Miami game feeling good about the season. Like, if we won against Miami, lost against Duke, we still we wouldn't be having this frustrating conversation. But if yeah. the fact that we lost both and lost the double bye, it's like we teams always complain about not having their own like fate in their own hands. But we also we had an opportunity to 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 lock down that that double bye with one win in two games, and we couldn't do either. Yeah. So. I was sitting there praying for, you know, all these weird matchup losses, like a VT win and a Clemson loss and an NC State loss. And it's like, well, that can secure the double bye. But it's like, if we had, could just handle our own business, then we would have been all right. As Adam Lucas put uh, in his article this week after the Duke game, you know, a month ago, it was, we suck. We're not going to do anything. Then like two weeks ago, we we're like, yes, we are unstoppable. We're back. And then now this week, we're back to, oh, we're bad again. I never thought we were unstoppable. I thought we were gonna getting a couple breaks during that six game winning streak. We especially got some breaks during that Syracuse game because we did not deserve to win that game. I still don't think it's time to panic. I think it's time to be concerned. 
I'm concerned. Because I'm cons- when we're on, we're really good. But the being good- outscored in the second half by 20 points is bad. Very bad. Against your biggest rival is and quite so, concerning. So do we have anything else for Miami before we move on to I mean, other than the, the lack of defense and the and the, the shot, I mean what else do you it, it was a it was a tough shot and it went in kudos to him. I mean, granted that's the person you want taking the shot. That yeah. was his fifth three pointer of the year. So feels and he's a sixty percent free throw shooter and he made all four of his at the in, in crunch time. So it's like we caught some bad breaks, but also at the same time Joel and Cam went seven of uh what thirteen from the free throw line, and we had our chances. We put ourselves in too deep of a hole. Yeah, we had our chances. Um, so moving on to Wait, I have one question. So I have stated many times that Jim Laranaga looks like a second-rate Jim Beheim, who looks like a second-rate Bernie Sanders. Does that make Jim Laranaga a third-rate or a fourth-rate Bernie Sanders? I said when I told you, I said fourth. I don't know. How does the math work? Is it do you multiply or add? I feel like you multiply. I, I feel like the, multiply. the further away you get, you got to start. It's like, it gets uh, watered down more each time. Yes. Yeah. It's like cloning a clone. It's like, like half like, of like Jim. Le- decay is like exponentially. Like, I was, so I would say multiply. So he's like, Beheim's like half of Bernie and Laranig is half of Beheim. Yeah, half-life. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll say, describe it as half-life. <laughs> it just keeps decaying. Who's, a, who's a second-rate Jim Laranega? We got to get a Bernie well, Sanders I, family tree in. Well, that's the audience. Bernie Sanders think, coaching tree. Who do y'all think is the is the second rate Jim Laranega? Uh, tweet to us at Never Made Pod. <laughs> if only Bob Huggins looked just a little bit more like Jim Laranega, then I'd be like, <laughs> Bob Huggins is just a fat Jim Laranega. Who is a second like rate a Jim? Seventh rate Jim Laranega. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So. On to the Duke game. Last night, we lost to Duke 74-264. After having a 13-point lead in the second half. Yeah. Granted, it was early in the second half, and we knew that a Duke run was coming. Um, because you just can't... Like, they're going to start hitting shots at some point. It's it's inevitable. But I don't think I expected our offense to just disappear that quickly. Looking at the box score, our box score, we got... Nothing from the bench. Nope. Like, in, in order to win games, we need anybody from the bench to yeah. put up, at, like, at least eight. How many minutes did Sterling have? I think he only had three one. minutes. In, like, one minute? One. Really? And he also but, wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Like, so. I mean, I mean, they kept in our five for most of the game anyway, so. That bench is getting a lot shorter. You can't really blame them. I mean, it's, it's all, like we all did it. I mean, I hate to say it, but when I'll, I'll, I'll frame it more like this: when Joel leaves the game, everybody's like, "Uh oh, we're not going to score for the next. Let's survive to the next timeout." Yeah. So yeah. that so that he can come back in. But Joel wasn't doing quite. No, no, as it, much it, anyway. that was frustrating for him to say. It. Did did, did y'all hear that? Yes, after? I did. Where he said he was playing scared. Uh, I could tell. Yeah, it was very obvious. Even yeah. from that from that air ball, that first air ball in the first half, it just like from there, it just like just couldn't get anything. I just don't know. That concerns me. I don't know if it's just playing Cameron or putting too much pressure on from losing to Miami, like putting like this like the season standings 
in perspective. I just don't understand that that's concerning to me. Like, the way this – like, this team, like, last year – like, obviously it's not the same team. But, like, when we were down five with Ar- against Arkansas, like, I still felt like we could pull it out. I feel like this team, if we were in that same situation, I'm not quite as certain that we could – we have the, the – the, uh, not just mental toughness, but, like, the execution to pull that kind of thing out. I mean, granted, we've had some nice comebacks, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning of the season. Uh, and and we, we came Tennessee back against, comes to mind. We, we, yeah. When we survived comebacks from Syracuse and Louisville. Uh, and Clemson. And Clemson. So It's like, but this team is so, I tweeted this too, like this team is so up and down. Like this team is a Final Four team at their best and a bounced by the round of 32 team at its worst. It's just what's going to show up. May, uh, is the team that, and, and that's what Roy said, too. He's like, that was not the North Carolina team that I've grown to love uh, that was on the court. So the, the, I think the million-dollar question is, what team is going to show up this coming week for the ACC tournament? Um, tall Thaddeus Young killed us in the second half. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, second-rate Michael Beasley was just beasting all over. He threw it off the backboard. Yeah. Yep. Just, there was no uh, answer. I mean – what are you gonna do? That's, it, it, that's the that's the problem. Like, like I hate doing this, but like, if we had Tony Bradley in the middle of him there, like he's not gonna do that. That just doesn't happen. It, like, if he's going to be throwing the ball off the backboard against the ninth best team in the country, what okay. Do, yeah. what, what are you gonna do? Like Trayvon Duval hit a three. <laughs> Wendell Carter hit his three. Marvin Bagley hit a three. Like Marvin Bagley's actually a decent three point shooter, but like. Once Gary Trent started hitting his threes and Grayson started hitting a couple, like when you add on to that, that like they're big men and Trayvon Duvall, who can't hit the side of a barn, is hitting his threes, like that's when you know it's bad. And it's like this, the team that came out and ended the half on a ten, on a, like with a 10 point lead, like that was not the same team that came out in the second half. And I don't know how much Duke did different defensively. Like I know they started pressing, but like. I don't know. Is it that kind of thing that we fell into with Syracuse in a, some kind of way when I, they started pressing? It seems eerily similar. I, I mean, when, when a team presses, like it, it takes effort to bring the ball up the court, and that tires you out. And I do think we were a little tired at the end, but I don't think that explains all of it. I do also think that the press messed with our game flow a significant amount. No. A lot of people suggested that he watched the final minutes of the Syracuse game because that's the same thing happened to us. Mm-hmm. To a lesser extent, the Syracuse was just like just where we just kept shooting on like. Also, oh my god, this I did I didn't even think about this. I blocked this out of my mind. Those two possessions where Luke May took it up the floor by himself, like three on one, and decided to shoot it. Like, what kind of decision making was that? Like, just stupid stuff like that that just frustrates me. It's like well, you're a better team than that. Like. You shouldn't be doing that. Like, you're a junior. Like, what kind of decision-making is that? And then at the same time, you know, in the second half, we were just also not catching any breaks. Like, I felt like the only person that could hit anything in the middle of that zone, which is the soft spot of the zone, was Theo. Was He was the only person hitting anything in the middle. Like, he missed a couple. And he did miss a yeah. couple. Like, like Luke May was clanging everything off of that mid-range. And usually he's spot on from that range. Like, he's deadly from mid-range. In the top of that zone, and he just wasn't hitting it. Missed a three that we needed in the corner. It was just an ill-advised three. <laughs> you know what it was? What missed opportunities? 
You know how much I hate that, right? I like, missed opportunity. I, I despise that so much. I have to hear it with both the Panthers and the Tar Heels. Like, uh, I mean, but how else can you explain it? We we got outplayed. Yeah. No, we did. Yeah. Like, props to them. Like, I mean, Duke. They are good. They are. <laughs> I still think they're inconsistent. Yeah. But they're good. We're inconsistent too. Exactly. Yeah. I think for the everybody's level of, inconsistent. I feel like the, for the level of hype, though, they're they're like. Like they they were heralded as like the undefeated like they're gonna go undefeated team, but I think they're 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 as vulnerable as anybody else in the country. When they're on, they're on. Like I don't think I think only Virginia or like Villanova could probably beat them at their A game. Um, but you know, hopefully we we benefit from some good matchups in this in this NCAA tournament because we'll hopefully benefit from seeing teams that don't usually see us. Um, like, you know, Duke plays us twice a year, NC State plays us twice a year, Clemson played us twice this year. Like, you know, teams that, like, know us, like, know what we're going to try and do and everything, and hopefully we'll catch some teams that don't usually see us and we'll catch them by surprise and win some good matchups. Anything else from the Duke game? Hit your shots, please. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. We're just one. We. It's so frustrating knowing we're just one good big man away from being a, a Final Four team. We'll get there. Um, So, moving on to the ACC tournament. So, the I'll go, like, the first six seats, because that's all I care about. Sure. Um, That's fine. Starting from one to six, it's Virginia, Duke, Miami, Clemson, State, and then us at the sixth seat. We have lost to all of those seats. Yes. Also, Virginia Tech and Florida State, who are seven and eight. Yes. And we've beaten everybody else who's below us. Yep. Um... But on Wednesday, that will be our first game. We were playing at 9 o'clock, the winner of Syracuse and Wake Forest. Please, God, let it be Wake Forest. I hate playing Syracuse. I also don't playing, like playing Syracuse. Syracuse fans are annoying, and they're going to be in out full in full force, force in, in New York. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we play Wake Forest. Um, I mean, that's, that has to be a get-right game. If we don't win that game, I would not be surprised if we fall to a low three seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Not going to Charlotte. If we don't win that game, I would say it's time to push the panic button. Yeah. Um, but that's going, to be, that's going to have to be the game where we say, okay, we're going to go out and win by 30. Yeah. Like, we need a get-right game. And then, should we win that game, we would move on to Miami? Who I feel like we shouldn't need any motivation for. Yeah. And if the, if anyone on the team needs any motivation for that game, then I don't know what to tell them. And I I, I like playing Miami again. I yeah, think that's good. I think we want another crack at it. Um, on Friday, um, the probably the most likely scenario is Duke in the semifinals. What time would that game be at? Nine p.m. Oh no. Yep. God no. Did y'all my see my flight is at nine p.m. <laughs> that sucks. Did oh y'all, no. Did y'all see the God? Stat? Please no. <laughs> the stat that uh I think it was like we're one in four in games that tip. Past eight thirty, <laughs> it's past our bedtime. We, we would be They're playing trying... primetime games the entire tournament. Yeah, all our games are at nine. Tired Tar Heels, man. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear the score? Going back to the first round, uh, Syracuse beat Wake Forest seventy eight seventy a month ago. So it might, where uh, at Syracuse? Okay. okay, we could be playing second rate and thir- and fourth rate Bernie Sanders back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Duke in the semifinals and 
probably Virginia in the finals. I would Duke is not necessarily safe. If there was a no, silver no, lining, no, because no. Bonzi Colson and the Irish should come and uh, they almost, light a fire through this tournament. They almost went and beat Virginia. Uh, they're sitting. They're sitting on that um, that ten seed. They got pit pit first, yeah. which <laughs> that's I don't, the crack your fingers. Their, let's go game. Bless like, their hearts. Um, uh, then playing a very beatable Virginia Tech uh, Virginia Tech team. Yeah, and then it'll be Duke and Notre Dame. So, Do we think they're going to make the tournament right now? I. Their last four out right now, I think, according I think to Lunardi. I'm looking right now at Bracketville Bracketology, and they're the number one rated Bracketologist over the last five years, yeah. and they have them in the next four out. They have okay. Louisville and Notre Dame in the next four out. They have nine ACC teams. D- but do y'all think if they beat Pitt, beat Virginia Tech, and beat Duke? Oh, they would yes, be in. Definitely. They have to put them in. Because, and if they make sure. it to the semis, there's I would be shocked if they didn't make it. Like, even with the projections, I'm surely the the – committee has to think that it was because they didn't have Bonzi Colson. They are a yeah. very, very different team. But can you account for that? That's the thing, though, is that how is much on. they put into that. Because you could, I, a lot, I, I don't think you should consider that. Because there are a lot of teams, rankings. a lot of teams could be could claim, could claim like injury, but it's kind of different. It's slightly different because that's like a national player of the year candidate like level injury. So it's like, like if we were without yeah. Joel this whole year and we just got him back, like be a little different. Um, I don't think you're wrong, but you have to reward teams for playing well in the regular season. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and I don't think it's fair to say we deserve a pass because X, Y, and Z happened because every single team in the country deals with adversity. So I don't know. It's it, I don't know how the, the committee's going to think about it. Um, no, I'm looking at bracketmatrix.com, which is like a yeah. composite. Yeah, I'm familiar the, with it. All the brackets that everyone makes. Um, right now, Notre Dame is not in anybody's in anybody's bracket. At all? At all. Mm-hmm. Or not enough to register. Well, if if they make the semifinal. Go, wait, go I back because you can scroll all the way down like past. Well, I, I control uh, deft it. Okay, so they're uh, not in any of them. Yeah. But that doesn't show first or next four out. So Right. I would say, like I said, if they if they win to the semifinal, I think they need to make a run. Yeah, but I don't think it's out of the question, and I think they could be a Cinderella. Um, for, uh, well, I say Cinderella in air quotes because they're a power five team that's a traditional good team. Predictions on who wins the tournament? ACC or ACC? Virginia, Virginia, probably Virginia, but who knows? I mean, they drop one to Virginia Tech and. I don't know Notre Dame. If, if Notre Dame catches them again, they could do it. Virginia's been slipping a little just lately. A little, I have, just I, a light, like I, just a little bit. I just have a feeling that Duke's going to repeat and beat them. NC State's going to shock the world. Please no. That would be the worst. Oh God! If, if Duke wins the ACC cha- turn or ACC championship, I think that would be time to press the panic button on them winning this year. Because you know they always get those favorable brackets. Yeah. Even last year, they got a real nice bracket, like a real nice, easy bracket that they thought they were going to like coast through to the Elite Eight and, you know, got let down by South Carolina. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I didn't say uh, probably Virginia. Can I pose an interesting question? Yes. Like, do y- are, are y'all uh, like as annoyed as I am that, with the fact that we don't play every team in the ACC twice? Yes, but also that would be what a twenty-eight game ACC schedule. That's yes. too much. Well, I hate the fact that where the ACC is this, this large. Like that's a di- I guess that's a different thing, but it's like 
all of this uh like tiebreaker stuff like all this so you have the same issue in football like group yes like i I, I think it's too much i well it's i agree but i disagree because there's no way to fix it because you can't have a 28 game (laughs) you can't kick teams out (laughs) because of money you can't have a 28 game conference schedule i agree that it's a problem and it sucks but i i don't know if there's a solution but like you got teams like like duke played Pitt twice that's two wins. That's two wins. We, I, we I want to play Pitt twice. I would mm-hmm. love to play Pitt twice. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> like, I and the tiebreakers are. It's hard to have an equitable tiebreaker. Yep, because it's all about matchups. Like, yeah. So I I don't know how to make it better. I don't know either. I just know that it bothers me. Like, I'd rather be able to say, okay, you beat this team. You own the tiebreaker. You did whatever. Like, here you go. Like, here's the here's whatever seed you just got, and everyone's gonna get an equal playing field to play each of the teams. And no one can like. There's always gonna be one worst team in the league, and like the teams that play those that team twice are just gonna have an extra win on their on their belt. So it's yeah. like, which we could have very <laughs> benefited from very very much. So, yeah. Although I can't complain because we should have taken care of our own business. So, but, you know. Yeah. Easiest thing is just to win. Yep. All right. Let's talk about some ACC honors that came out literally, w- as, literally as we were about to hit record. Um, so Tony Bennett uh, won Coach of the Year. Deserved that. Yep. I think Kev, uh, Coach Keats was uh, – I'm sure he came in second in, in votes. He but had to have. Like either one of those. I think the fact that – State was picked twelfth to finish twelfth in the in the ACC, and ended up getting a five seed in the tournament. Technically third, mm-hmm. if we're going by just ties, um, warrants something. And that's the, kind of the same thing that happened with Georgia Tech last year. Where was it, Josh Passner? Mm-hmm. Where he won? Where they were like decent because they were projected to be so bad. I just was. What do y'all think that coach of the year should mean? Should it mean the best coach that year, or should it mean the one that like versus like hold held up to expectation? Yeah, or yeah, should it be the best coach or the one that did the best compared to their expectations? It's hard because it's. I feel like it has to be a mix of both because like you could then take the the person who has like the person the the team who won the ACC that year. You could be like coach of the year because you you won you won the most games in the ACC. And so I don't think I, it should be that. I mean, but like, it's like yeah, but like by that, by like a, like a strict definition, like coach of the year, yeah, best coach. But it's also like, like last year, I thought coach or coach Williams should have won it because of the fact that we ended up where we were, came off of losing a crap ton from last year, like losing Bryce Johnson and Marcus Page, and still ended up and Joel we James and Joel James, yeah. God, I love that man. I mean, <laughs> do y'all consider that award to be kind of like the MVP of coaches? I also have problems with MVP awards, but yes. Because you probably know what analogy I would probably, at least just bringing to the table how people describe the MVP is like. Especially ta- in the NBA. If you take yeah. that person away from the team, does it make them like worse? Or, like the how MVP much- in the NBA is a most outstanding player, not a most valuable player. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that we finish 
six in the <laughs> six in the ACC yeah. without Roy. Oh no, we would be like a, like, like last 10. year. I don't think Josh Pastner should have gotten coach of the year because they finished what five hundred. Yeah, something like that. Like they weren't anything notable. I get that they were supposed to be awful, but they weren't good. Like that and you was, don't deserve to be rewarded for being mediocre. That was that was one where it was like, oh, you were supposed to be the worst team in the ACC, and you ended up being okay. You were, you were just <laughs> mediocre. Like that's why I don't really necessarily agree with like defying expectations. That's all good, mm-hmm. but I think you also have to because then it doesn't give the elite coaches any room to not like. Granted, they wouldn't be deserving if they didn't meet those expectations anyway. But it's like why. K, Roy, and all the elite coaches aren't winning year, every year. Uh, Roy has two ACC Coach of the Year. Should yeah. have been three. He got robbed last year. It's okay. Whatever. Um, Coach K has... I think one. Five. Five. Oh. But none since 2000. Okay, so... See? Yeah. In the, so in the, basically the Roy Williams-K era. Yeah. So... None since 2000. Seth Greenberg has more ACC Coach of the Year uh, in that period. And, you know, isn't coaching anymore. <laughs> His voice annoys me more than almost any other person. Like, he's <laughs> almost on par with Dick Vitale. Like, oh, that's that's high. Okay, we need to get back to these. <laughs> um, Isaiah Wilkins, um, senior from Virginia, won ACC Defensive Player of the Year. You knew it was going to be someone. There's someone from Virginia. I was going to say, I don't know if he's good, but, like, yeah. I believe it. Just it just sounds like it probably should happen. <laughs> Uh, Luke I'd won. Buy it. Luke won most improved player. No contest to be expected. I don't know who else would have won that. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hunter from Virginia won, um, sixth man of the year. That's the dude that hit the he hit the game winner the other night, right? Yep, I believe so. Yeah. So I, I again I guess don't know him well enough, but <laughs> I believe it. It's because I can never sit through a full Virginia game. So by the time the the bench comes in, it's like. Where where am I and what am I watching? <laughs> like, and uh, Marvin Beckley the third won ACC Rookie of the Year and ACC Player of the Year. Again, deserves it. I believe it. Yeah, like yeah, good for him. Some people are not going to be happy about that though. Who like who who doesn't think he deserves it? <laughs> because people are like, oh, uh, they shouldn't let one and dones win. He was the best player this year. He, he was, was the by, best player this year. He was by far the best he player. He was un- undoubtedly the best player this year. I don't yeah. know any and I like I don't like I hate Duke as much as the next person, but I have nothing personally against Marvin Bagley whatsoever. Like he seems like a very nice person. Like he seems like a decent <laughs> person. So I have no problems with him and I actually really love his game. So like Tall that he's young. Tall that he's young. <laughs> um Yeah. His second jump is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Like I thought Bryce Johnson had a quick second jump. Like I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> so wish he was on the Tar Heels. Um we've been talking about college basketball for 30 minutes, but we aren't done yet because there's nothing else to talk about. Yeah. Uh, um okay. So I have a question. Oh wait, we didn't mention that uh Luke and uh Joel both got oh, first. All right. I didn't look at the um all ACC teams. They uh, on the Grayson Twitter. Allen is third. Third team? Third team. I just had the picture, and I... I will say this every day for the rest of my life. Grayson Allen should have left Duke his sophomore, his sophomore year, year. after yeah. his sophomore year when his draft stock was the highest. First team, Marvin Bagley, Jerome Robinson, Luke May, Joel Berry second, and Kyle Guy. Second team, Tyus Battle, Marquise Reed, Devin Hall, Wendell Carter, and Justin Robinson for Virginia Tech. Uh, Grayson Allen, uh, Matt Farrell, Ty Jerome, Josh Akogi, and Omer Yurtsevin were his third team. 
You're at seven on the third team. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like, it wasn't close. Like, Luke and Joel got pretty solid votes to yeah. be on first team. Uh, Theo was honorable mention. Mm. I'm surprised we got two in t- in the first team. AC. Uh, I was thinking Joel would get second. We got <laughs> Luke got five player of the year votes. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? Uh, Jerome Robinson got 14 votes mm. from Boston College, yeah. On another, like, before, like, we move on from awards, like, is Trey Young still going to win? Ho, 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 ho up. Hold up. <laughs> Brad Brownell got eight, got more votes for Coach of the Year than Kevin Keats. Like, Clemson? Like, the wow. finger, like, fing, <laughs> finger pointing Brownell. <laughs> got... Six more votes for Coach of the Year than Kevin Keith. That's absolutely ridiculous. How many did Roy get? Zero. Dykes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, Luke May ran away with um, most improved. Most improved, yeah. Most improved. Um, year seven was tied for second, though. Kyle Guy got some votes, which I think are deserved. Kyle Guy took a... Like, he was good last year, but he's been very, very good this year. It's because he cut off the man bun. He doesn't look like a chicken nugget anymore. So wait, do we do we think that Trey Young is still going to win Player of the Year? Like uh, the no, he's not. He didn't win the, win the Big Twelve Player. Of the yeah, year. Who is? Well, who won? Devontae Graham. Yes, I'd assume it might. So, be, it could be or will it be could, Bagley. It, it could be Bagley. It or, could be Brunson from Villanova or Bridges or Bridges. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, there was another one that was kind of popping up, but I can't think. But yeah, Trey Young's falling off the map. I feel like. Please give us Oklahoma in the tournament. Please. Oh, that's a that's a beat em up. That's a beat em up game. That's awesome. So Mike Mike Tyson punch out kind of stuff. Please give us yeah. Oklahoma. All right. Now I have a question for y'all. Shoot. Hopefully, I have an answer. Should the Power Five tournaments or Power Six, if you want to include um, the Big East, I don't. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Should they play a part in NCAA tournament seeding? Yes. Um, I think you should take them into consideration. I don't think they should be the end-all, be-all. And I actually think that this year's um, committee is not taking final 10 games like into any more consideration than any other games. Like, including well, yeah, the I, tournament? Yes. I, I would I believe. I agree with that. Like, I think that they should be treated like any other game, but they shouldn't be treated more or less important because – if you don't consider them, then why not just not consider the Duke game? Why not just not consider the Miami game? Like, yeah. Or essentially, if you're not counting them, why play them? Yeah, exactly. What's the point? So I think they they matter, but like, like obviously the teams that went that win get those automatic bids, and that's obviously important. But when you have teams like I don't know, like Syracuse that needs a couple wins, like in this ACC tournament, it's like more important for them. Like I guess so. And it's more important for mid-major teams who aren't playing for quality wins. They're playing for in, their, in, their, in their conferences. And I get. I think it was Jay Billis making that argument last night, talking about the same concept. Yeah, that's where I got it from. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting. Like, I don't think that they should play as big a role as the mid and low majors. I agree. Just because I think the talent gap between the 
top and bottom of the power conferences is smaller than the talent gap between the best mid to low major team and the bottom of that conference. Yeah, I would agree. Safe pit. Pitt would get beat up by a high school team. So <laughs> they are a high school team. They could probably fit all of their attendees in a high school gym if you saw that picture. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I, I I heard Jay Bill was talking about that yesterday. I thought it was interesting. Also, this is a side. This is sorry to sidetrack, but I know that we lost last night. But Cameron Crazies, what was that list like? What was that sheet? They're what was that cheat sheet? Stupid cheat sheet's the dumbest thing every single year. One, y'all need a cheat sheet. And two, the stuff on there wasn't that good. Like, I would expect their, just their biggest Their <laughs> biggest beef on Sterling was that his girlfriend's name is Ireland. Yeah. Like, how's that? I hardly uh, even know her. No. <laughs> uh, like, I expected more. Like, I expected I better. I, I didn't. didn't. Like I didn't. Well, because it's like you know, there's like the Cameron crazies, like wow, like yeah. But, but now they haven't. Of, they haven't been like that for now. It's just a bunch a of minute. It's just a bunch of fucking dorks. Oh dang it! <laughs> there's a quack. quack that. Sorry. <laughs> Let me mark that. That was eleven twenty. Dang yeah. it! About thirty six minutes in. <laughs> a bunch of dorks. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Moving on. To the NBA. Okay. Whose move was more impressive? More impressive. Oh, God. Okay. James Harden's step back or LeBron James behind the back through Tristan Thompson's legs? LeBron. Impressive. It's got to be LeBron. It, it's like, like, I agree with you, but like at the same time, I know why you said LeBron that quickly. <laughs> why like, did I say so, LeBron that quickly? You're so predictable. And like, unbelievably predictable. Yeah. Your, your bias is showing. Where? yeah in terms of impressive like he literally like bounced it behind his back through somebody's legs yeah for that layup to break a double team james Harden had a really awesome crossover and it literally broke that (laughs) it was ankles wesley johnson has there has since like retired (laughs) because he cannot be seen in public anymore that wins most disrespectful thing i've seen in the last couple years Maybe, but, maybe ever. He legitimately like looked at him and like licked his lips, like oh boy, <laughs> like, like he was looking at some good wings or like, something. Like, like the crossover itself isn't important, and it's only cool when the other person falls down. Whereas LeBron did all of this kind of like yeah with his own move. So impressive, LeBron, the one I'd watch the most, and I probably will watch the most, James Harden. <laughs> I had exactly. it on like a two minute loop at trivia the other night. <laughs> Just I got in an argument with Paul at trivia about this. Did LeBron plan for that to happen when he did that move? No, probably not. Probably he said not. that he didn't. Well, then what did he think was going to happen? He was just trying to go he behind should... his back, and then somebody showed him after the game. He was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were going to say that he, you were gonna say <laughs> you that really he, think Are you going to fight with LeBron like, about okay, this? Okay, I'm going to do yeah, this. Yeah, I'm fighting with LeBron. I'm right. <laughs> Like you, you can't. That's something that you can't plan. You can't look and like, oh, I'm gonna go between my teammates' legs. Like that's just kind of. I mean, if anyone could plan for it, he's the one that would. Also, anytime anybody splits a double team that involves Joel, Joel and B, this is the most impressive thing that happened in the past couple days. Yeah, good point. Interesting. Okay, uh, second NBA question: What is the best soup for throwing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you count chili as a soup? Uh, I would say no. Because if yes, then chili. If not, then French onion. So wait, 
Do we need to explain the background to this? <laughs> I think so. It's your team, so. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> so, J.R. Smith got in some sort of fight with Damon Jones, who's one of our assistant coaches, and he threw a bowl of soup at him <laughs> and got suspended for a game, and it turns out that the soup was chicken tortilla as as reported by Brian Winhurst. Oh, I love chicken tortilla soup. <laughs> this stuff's good. That's the kind that we buy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I think, yeah, I brought up the French onion. I think French onion is the best because, like, you get hit with the cheese. You get some bread chunks that are going to stick to your shirt. And then they're going to also have that stain. Has nobody has said, like, the broccoli, ch- the cheddar That's broccoli? what I was going to say. That's, That's what I was going to say. Broccoli That's cheddar. pretty chunky. It holds, and it holds form when you throw it. And then on impact, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, it would just be a mess. Yeah, I, I'd probably say broccoli and cheddar. I'm standing it's, by French it's, onion. It's, it's a viscous soup. <laughs> Why are we like this? <laughs> is, are you in casual mode? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is late night with. That's those are literally varsity. The, <laughs> literally the only NBA questions I. <laughs> is there anything else that's like happened in the NBA that's like notable? I'm trying to think other than the, the ridiculous moves like. The West, the Western Conference is like, I don't want to say stacked. It's bunched up. Like the way that the ACC, the middle of the ACC standings looked is how the Western Conference looks. Like there's like three games that separates eight seeds. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Do y'all think at this moment, March 4th, 358 PM, (laughs) do y'all think that the Rockets will beat the Warriors? In the playoffs. It's hard to say because right now I think the Warriors are... The Warriors look worse than they did last year, which is saying, like, I mean, it's hard to live up to that, like, every year. But I can't tell if it's because they're bored looking forward to the postseason or if it's genuine, like, genuinely some issues that they're having. Right now their boredom has some half a game back of the, of the yeah. Rockets. No, but yeah, obviously, like, the Rockets are having a historic Yeah, they're season. on a 15-game win streak. Yeah, the Rockets are having, like, a historic, you know, whatever, but, like, offensively, they're they're one of the best. I think they are the best offense in, in NBA history right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're doing Rockets things better than the Rockets. Or they're doing Warriors, Warriors things, things better, better than, than the Warriors. Warriors. And that's how you beat the Warriors. I mean... You can't really stop them on offense. You just got to outshoot them. That's going to be a fun series. I hope they meet up in the Western Conference Finals, man. That'll be fun. But I don't know. Like, if the, like I could see, like, I can't see the Rockets losing until they get to the Western Conference Finals. I can't really see the Warriors losing either. But, like, I could see some fun matchups. Like, if, uh, like, the Pelicans catch somebody... Like in one of those earlier, like earlier. Right now, rounds. they've won seven in a row. They're a three seed, right? Are they four? Four. Or five. They're the five. The five, but they're how Just many? Just because they're in that log jam with yeah, with everybody else, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're like only like a couple wins from being from being the three seed. They're two the games seed. back of the. Um, yeah, they're two games back of the Trailblazers. Wow, the Trailblazers are three. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually, one game back because of half games. Okay. So, Trailblazers, who's four? Who's the four seed? Uh, the T-Wolves. Wow, also surprising. Hmm. Half a game back. Interesting. 
And then the Spurs, the Spurs are sitting at six. It was Kawhi who finally decided that he's going to play. Do you want to talk about that? Like, that's kind of throwing me off. It's, it's throwing yeah, me off let, just let, a little bit. Do y'all want to talk about that? I can. Because it's, it's strange. I know I enough just, about it so I, that I can, like, at least form an opinion. So, like, yeah. Simply put, that he, he's not a Tim Duncan. He's not a Tony Parker or a man who he doesn't want to be there. I don't think he wants to be there anymore. Yeah. Like, and that's hard to say because he's just so, like, good. reserved and quiet and he's really good. And it's like he thrives in that system. But I don't think he wants to be in san antonio anymore i actually think we have a little bit of uh interview we actually got an exclusive interview with Kawhi. here's what you had to say about the situation he sounds heated (laughs) riveting (laughs) but honestly like he he's not communicating and like it seems like Pop can't really get through to him either, which is like if if Pop can't get through to you, <laughs> he's not. Ain't no nobody getting through to you. Through, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, is part of that that they can't recruit any superstars to come to the Spurs? Like, I don't know who's gonna come to the Spurs to come play with Kawhi and Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, but Kawhi's also like when he's healthy, probably the third best player in the league. I know, <laughs> but it is like. The whole thing with the Spurs is like they're old and they're fundamentally sound. Now they're it's too not, old. It's not and it's not fun. And it's not yeah, no. It's not fun. It's it's good basketball. It's not particularly fun basketball. Yeah. Like the Rockets are good and fun. The Warriors are good and fun. Even the Cavs sometimes are fun. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to say some respect on that. I'm not going to say they're good and fun. But you can fun. Give, <laughs> give some respect when you're less than eight and a half games back of <laughs> the one seed. I don't know if y'all are making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm sorry. Bet. One dollar. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, wait. So this bet is for making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you want to make a bet trying to get to the finals? We said Eastern Conference Finals. No, but I'm, saying, without, uh, but I'm saying, do you want to make another bet, like an extended bet? Like, I'll give you a dollar if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you want to make a bet if they make if like, whether they make it out of the Eastern Conference Finals? I would take that bet, too. Deal. What's the, what's the bet for the second one? A dollar on that one, too? Sure. The hands were shaking. Cats betting problem. Cats are losing. Not betting problem. Listen, I've won the last two bets, so... <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't worn that paper bag. Nope. We're going to all come in from to a rehearsal next year. <laughs> I'll wear it to one of the ones at the end of this year. Sure. Wear it at yeah, one of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wear, ah. wear, wear it with the assistant director. <laughs> trying to bring in the new person to get hired. And I'm really sorry. Trumpet <laughs> with a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, Mr. Phoenix. <laughs> Has to be done. <laughs> I'm um, a man of my word. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Any other NBA things? I don't have... Who's Dirk? better? Who's Dirk? Better? Oh, okay. Be- was became the sixth player in NBA history to thirty-one thousand points. Okay. LeBron That's became the first player ever to have thirty thousand points, eight thousand rebounds, eight thousand assists. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> That's so impressive. Who's Good better? Lord. Who? I saw this question on Twitter. Who's better right now? Like Joel Embiid, LeBron? No, 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 no. no. Sorry, no. <laughs> Joel Embiid, Cat, or AD? Ad, I'd might it'd probably I'd say AD, AD. Joel and then Cat. Cat's just kind of who has the better future. Cat, you think Cat? It's hard, right? 
and it's also hard because there's it's also like, a lot of recency bias here because yeah. Anthony Davis has what five straight games with forty, yeah, something like something crazy like that. My thing is that Joel Embiid has played four seasons, and he's missed what like a million games in four seasons. But did that save his body, or is his body already broken? That's the only that's thing the, I can't figure out. That's the question. So, like, I don't know where to put him. I think that both Cat and Anthony Davis are better shooters than him. Yeah. But those post moves are, are ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, probably Anthony. Right now. Right now, I right take now, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. But I like Cat, man. Kat I Joe. like Cat. Which is hard to say because Joel is fantastic. Oh, did we talk? Did, did we mention anything about Jimmy Butler? Any, no. At any point, no. He ruptured something. I don't remember what he. It wasn't an. It wasn't an MCL or ACL tear. It was a uh, like a. I can't remember what it is. Hold on. Give me. I'll give you like two seconds. Somebody stall. Did his leg fall off? No, he didn't pull a Gordon Hayward or a Kevin Ware. But that got taken away. Vacated. So that got vacated. <laughs> Kevin Ware's leg got vacated. <laughs> he had surgery for it. This article didn't tell me. But like what he had? Yeah. Something knee in the knee injury. Region. Yes. Because it looked pretty serious. Like, he couldn't put any weight on it. But then they were saying that he was, could be back by the postseason, so which t- seems kind of generous. Tibbs. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Running his players to the ground. So, yeah. All right, then. Let's move on to Colby's TV corner. Do it. Uh, yesterday, Carla and I watched the entire first season of Atlanta. Yo, <laughs> have you seen it? I have seen the first season of Atlanta. Yeah, it's so good. I, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't expect all like absurdist humor. Yeah, like I didn't realize how like the invisible car. I did not expect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect the invisible car. Nope. <laughs> it's or, ridiculous. Or the dude with the Nutella sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! What was the th- oh? What was the commercial where it's like, "Hi, I'm a 40 year old white man" <laughs> or something like? Yeah, the um, the dude that's trapped in the middle, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, 40 year old white man's body. Yeah, 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 um, it's really funny. It's fantastic, and I I haven't seen Don Glover act this well mm-hmm. since Community. Which, what else has he been in since Community? Like- Spider Man Homecoming for. 30 seconds where he looked like he was high out of his mind. Uh, you see, I actually haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming yet. Yeah, he's in there for Yikes. like, he's in two scenes and both of them he looked just blaze. <laughs> <laughs> so. Interesting. But it's good. Go check it out. I don't really have any like super in-depth things to say about it because we literally binged it yesterday. But go check out Atlanta. Season 2 is out now on um fx he's producing a, a deadpool uh tv show interesting on fx interesting they must like him everyone likes him <laughs> i just stare at that gif of him as as lando <laughs> like into eternity still haven't seen it 
It's so good. Still haven't seen it. All right. Let's hit some Twitter questions. Do it. Um, first, from Michael Coe at Michael Coe 1995. What year in the 2000s, from 2000 to 2009, was the best for music? Oh, boy. Hold on. I feel like I need to see like a list of I, best songs from each year. I'm pulling up the year in charts now. Yeah. So let's start with... I'm glad we still have plenty of time in this episode so we can... Why does this only go down? 2002. Were 2001 and 2000 that bad? Billboard year in charts 2000. I know they exist. Okay. Uh, the top 10 were He Wasn't Man Enough, Tony Braxton, Bent by Matchbox 20, Amazed by Lone Star, Lone Star Knew I Loved You, Say My Name, Destiny Child, Everything You Want. Um, for Horizon, I Want to Know by Joe, Maria Maria, um, Santana. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Smooth Santana and Breathe. Jumpin' Jumpin' also. They didn't leave your man at home. It's good, but I feel like there's better. Hit it with 2002 or 2001. Uh, 2001. 2001 looks real good right now. Uh, independent wo- Women. Um, Jesse Child again, Lenny Kravitz. Thank you, Dido, Dido, Dido. Uh, let me blow your mind. Even Gwen Stefani. If you're gone, Matchbox Twenty. I don't. Who is Matchbox Twenty? I don't remember them at it's all. It's Rob Thomas. Do you know who Rob Thomas is? No. Okay, then. Yeah, I don't know how to. <laughs> Other than that, it's very. He's, they're pretty unsubstantial. Also, 2001 had Get Your Freak On, Fallen from Alicia Keys, Can't Get You Out of My Head. The only good Nickelback song and how you remind me. <laughs> Train is in the top five, so it's automatically gone for me. <laughs> <laughs> but they had Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger by Daft Punk. It's a good song, but oh, any any year that has that much Train on the radio. Wait, we got 2003. Hey, uh, oh, you're getting ahead of yourself. We got we, we got to do 2002 for we got to do 2002 first. Stop yelling! <laughs> Yikes! I'm gonna slap talking. that bald head of yours, yeah. boy. <laughs> I, I can look whatever list I want to. So, but I I need to go in order, otherwise I'm gonna forget what songs go with what year. Uh, 2002, uh, top ten, blurry, puddle of mud. You got it bad, Usher. Uh, what's love, Fat Joe? MVN, Lincoln Park, Thousand Miles, Nessa Carlson, Wherever You Go, The Calling Dilemma, Nelly and Kelly Rowland, Hot and Her. Hot and Her. I did not know there were two R's. In. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you never looked at the title before, I've never have you? Looked at the title before. <laughs> uh, Foolish by Shanti and How You Remind Me, Nickelback. Now, also, Family Affairs in the Top 20. This is a good year. That is a good year. 2002, Five for Fighting Superman. That's oh, a real good man. song. What? I've, okay, 2002 is leading for me. Hit us with 2003. 2003, hey, uh, Crazy in Love, Seven Nation Army, The White Stripes, Jesus Walks, In the Club, 99 Problems, Mr. Brightside, uh, Maps, and Ignition. That's a pretty good year. And Where is the Love by Black Eyed Peas? I mean... Is that was that the top ten? Yeah, yeah. The only bad song is Mr. Brightside. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hurt, Annabelle? <laughs> but that's the anthem for Teen Angst. Uh, that's that's that's, that's going to be up there. Two thousand three is up there. Two thousand three, I think, is leading. Uh, 
we'll get to it so we can keep to the list, Aaron, so you don't get too uh, overwhelmed. Flabbergasted. Two, 2007. It's going to be a big hollow blow. No. Two, uh, 2007 is a good list. Oh, okay. I, I thought think, you were going to start reading it. That's I why I said night. I think I remember 07 being good because I was thinking about dun, doing like dun, a dun. 2000, like a 10-year throwback. Yo, how okay. old is MIA? All I want to do is... With it, <laughs> Paper Planes came out in 07, but she's been making music since like, like early 2000s. That was 2007? Yeah. Feels earlier than that. Okay. Uh, 2004, Lean Back. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, Fat Joe. Uh, Goody, Sierra, PD Pablo. Hey Ya, again. Uh, I Don't Want to Know, Mario Wine. That's a good one. Um, the Reason. Huba Stank? Yeah, yeah. Don't remember. I remember that one. Uh, the way you move, Outcast. Uh, this love, Maroon Five. If I ain't got you, Alicia Keys, Burn, uh, mm. Usher, and yeah, Usher. Usher was killing it, man. He really was. Since you've been gone, also came out that year in oh. two thousand oh four. That's a bop. That's a, no. That's a banger. It is a banger. <laughs> Since you've been Wait, gone. is that above bop? Yeah, I don't I thought we said slaps was the top and then bop. Did then you say, jam and then groove. Did you say Boulevard of Broken Dreams came out that year too? Did it? It did. Yes. I feel like mm. Bop and Banger are on the same tier, but different. They evoke different feelings. I agree. Uh, I do 05. 05. You want it? Sure. Um, feel Good Ink by the Gorillas. Or sorry, not the Gorillas. It's Gorillas with a Z. Feel good. Yeah. Uh, Gold Digger, Kanye West. I bet you look good on the dance floor. Arctic Monkeys. Jesus, how old are they? Lauren, how old is this band? They're old, man. Mr. Brightside is on this list, too. No, they aren't. Look at number 11. Wait, not number 11. I saw Mr. Brightside. Uh, one thing. Right I, don't, I don't know, the, I don't know that number song. Number 16. I don't know that song. Why did they come back? One, thi- <laughs> one thing by Amari. 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 I know one thing by One Direction. No. Um, we Belong Together, Mariah Carey. Hate it or love it. The game feature in 50 Cent. That's a good one. That's this classic. One, the highs are highs, but the lows are... Speed of Pretty Sound low. by Coldplay is a really boring song. <laughs> Let's head to 06. Um, Stay, Fly, Stay Fly by 3-6 Mafia. Do what? Uh, do You Want To, Franz Ferdinand. Check on it, Beyonce featuring Slim Thug. That's a weak year. Like, Gold Digger and Feel Good Inc., top. We Belong Together, amazing. Like, everything else. 2006 like, has some good ones. Hi, Maddie. Hey, Maddie. Hey, Maddie. Um, Hi, Lauren. Bye, Annabelle. Bye, Annabelle. <laughs> Bye, Annabelle. Okay, uh, 06. Check on it, Beyonce, some thug. Uh, sexy back, Justin Timberlake. Ryden, uh, Chameleon Air. Uh, Ooh. Crazy, Gnarls Barkley. You know, Chameleon Air is like a millionaire, like has money on money. He took the money from that song and started like investing, investing it. Look at that. And, like he's rolling in it. Um, unwritten, Natasha Bedingfield. That's a great song. Irreplaceable came out in 06, like the Beyonce song. Mm-hmm. To, to the left, boy. <laughs> Hips don't lie. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Temperature, Sean Paul. Danny California. Danny California came out this year, too, yeah. I write sins, not tragedies. <laughs> That's it. It's 06. <laughs> it's 06. <laughs> Sexy Bat came out that year, too. Rehab, Amy Winehouse, also a bop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what You Know, T.I., what you know about that? <laughs> oh, Soul Survivor, Young Jeezy. Okay, this is a good year. But that I is think, a good year. I think 07. Okay, hold on. 07. Go ahead Go ahead with 07 then. 
Oh, me? Yes. Yeah, go for it. Paper Planes is back on here. Umbrella uh, by Rihanna. All My Friends by LCD. Low. No One by Alicia Keys. Stronger. Kanye West. No One by Alicia Keys. Good song. Uh, Stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Stronger. Dance by Justice. Good Life. Kanye West. Crank That Soldier Boy. Because this oh. is prime middle, sca- middle school dance music right here. What's that? Is that 808s from Kanye? Which one is that? Good Life? No, it's... um. Is it graduation? No, homecoming. Soldier Boy is like blue blood of bar mitzvah songs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> it is. Hey, at like every bar graduation. mitzvah. Graduation. It's graduation. Okay, that's what. Crank I that and party like a rock star were like two marquee middle school dance songs. Party like a rock star is my jam. That would be a good Santin. That I song short. still yeah. slaps. <laughs> Part, I will still get down. Like my car immediately starts hopping. Like as soon as Party Like a Rockstar comes on, my little Mazda. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, start getting really poppy. Yeah, like uh, Disturbia. Don't stop the music. Viva La Vida. Single it now. Did that come out two thousand eight? Yeah. Damn. What did? Single ladies. Oh, single I kissed ladies. a girl came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. Katy Perry started in 2008. This, this is the beginning of pop, like yeah. the pop that we are familiar with now. Low. I'm it's yours. I'm yours came out in 08. By Jason Viva Rez. La Vida, Coldplay. Yeah. Every, I like that song less and less as time goes on. Like, I used to love Viva La Vida. Yo, this year, fine. there's a lot of t- like singers that have two on here. Like, Lady Gaga has Just Dance and Poker Face. Katy Perry has I Kissed a Girl and Hot and Cold. Kings of Leon have Sex on Fire and Use Somebody on here. On the, all in the top ten. That's six of the top This 10. might be the most consistent year. Yeah. But I think the highs of 07 are still... I'm still... Uh, 2003 is really good. 03 is like really 03. good. <laughs> all right, last one. 09. 09. I Got a Feeling. Boom Boom Pow. Oh, gosh. Empire State of Mind. Poker Face. No, that's 08. Single Ladies. Oh. When it really took hold. This is 808s. Yeah. Parties, yeah. Right round the Florida. You belong with me. Oh, good. Taylor Swift. Sexy Chick by David Guetta and Akon. We were right. just talking about this earlier. Like, That's a good song. He's trying to find the words to describe her without being disrespectful and ended up coming up with sexy, sexy, uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I can't do it. It's like, rhymes with chick. <laughs> or Slant itch. Rhyme. Or witch. Sexy witch. <laughs> I'll go in 03. I, I'll, I'll go 03. Let, me look, at, let me look at let me look at 06 again, because that that was I'll have to uh, you can't beat Outcast though. <sighs> I'm going go three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go O three. There you have it, Michael. After all those minutes, <laughs> we have given you an answer. 2003 was the peak of music. That took us 10 minutes. 2003 was the peak of 2000s music. All right. From Waking Kate at Sad Boy X Hours. I think I said that right. Um, favorite 90s to early 2000s show that was quote unquote girly that you watched and liked, i.e. Totally Spies, Powerpuff Girls, Proud Family. Things like Kim Possible and Teen Titans were gender inclusive in her eyes. Hashtag break stereotypes. How would Teen Titans have been girly? I don't, I don't know. know. I thought that was. I thought like that edgy. was a boy show. I, no, I just thought it was that it was like seen as like edgy. I love Teen Titans. Though. No, the, yeah, <laughs> Teen Titans <laughs> rock. And Raven is the best person on that show. Fight me, <laughs> Raven is the best. So wait, she said cartoon. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it's it's technicality, but I'm still putting mine this Lizzie McGuire. Half, <laughs> half credit. Half, half credit. I gotta go Powerpuff Girls. 
I was never really in the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, it was yeah. so good. I did watch the a lot. I watched of it. I wouldn't say like I was into it. Yeah. I loved Powerpuff Girls. But more JoJo. I was yeah, that's, <laughs> about, that's about all I got into. I was doing some research for this question, and like I couldn't find a lot of like girl-targeted cartoons. I guess Powerpuff Girls was technically, but like I... I don't see that as a girly like, cartoon. Like I remember like talking with my friends in in elementary school about it. <laughs> like that were that were guys and I never never once was like, "Ah, this is a girly show." Like No, I don't yeah. I don't think it was. Just like I don't see how Teen Titans was girly. Quote like unquote, it was a quote unquote quote unquote girly or boy. I That's think that it was a all of this, It was a pretty the, neutral show. That whole label is stupid cuz people can watch what they want so yes. whatever. Yes. Totally spies took me I think totally I did. Spies watch, I like, watched Totally Spies every time it came on. But it so, came on like the early two thousands, and I was like, Ugh, I don't want to watch that. And then like one day in like third grade, I started watching, and I was like, Oh, it's a good show. It's a good, <laughs> oh, it a good one. It's a good show. Do y'all remember the show Sixteen? I love Sixteen. I love, <laughs> I love Sixteen. It came Is that on a girly show. I love Sixteen. I don't know, but like it, was, it came on early, like in my life, and then it made a resurgence. Yeah. On, on Cartoon Network, like a couple years later, like. Oh, it made me so happy. I love 16. I was so ready to be a teenager and just hang out at the mall. <laughs> I know. Oh, it was fantastic. That was like around the same time that like Total Drama Island stuff She was literally coming. just said Total Drama really? Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Total Drama Island was great. Oh, man. I would yeah, I can so, talk about old shows, though, like in general for days. Like Disney had some classics. Like we talking like... That's the Raven, the Proud Family. I would say that's another that's what one. I was ten- saying it like I, Proud Family. I watched constantly. Was that was that like in like y'all's youth? Was that seen? Was that show seen as like? I not I don't. Think I don't so. remember ever being like. I wasn't processing these things as a child. I was just watching the, the pretty colors. Yeah, I just <laughs> can't relate. The uncle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did y'all see the the that flew right over David's head? I wasn't listening. He said he was watching for all the pretty colors. Oh, I no. Relate, I'm colorblind. I know you're colorblind, Derek. Just wanted to clarify for all the fans. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. Um, do y'all remember the, the – there's a video. It's like uh, Fergie when she sang the national anthem, and it's Uncle Proud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, do you know that was Cedric the Entertainer? What? That was Cedric I did not know that was Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> I just like – I had no idea it was Destiny – sorry. It was Solange Knowles featuring Destiny's Child. That's saying the intro to Proud Family. Oh, I didn't know Solange was in there. I thought it was just Destiny's Child. It was Solange featuring Destiny's Child. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. That was a good question. Yeah, it was. Um, last question from Brighton McConnell. Happy birthday, Brighton. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hi, Maddie. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Brighton up 50. Uh, just noticed that you guys are on the patron wall of Argyle Report. We are. I uh, want to talk about your preferred sites to get UNC slash sports news and why. Um, Argyle Report's pretty solid. Um, also slightly biased because I have some friends. Yeah, <laughs> there. Um, Inside Carolina's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I just hate how much is behind a paywall. Yes, yeah. that's the Carolina. only. That's the one thing that's really annoying is that some stuff is behind a paywall. But that's um, not. But I that's just the whole Scout Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I understand it for like stories, like Adam Lucas. Adam, Adam Lucas. Adam Lucas writes yes. 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 really Lucas, good stuff. Adam Lucas is the person. And then for like analysis and just like general good times, like the Carolina Insider podcast is yeah. 
like if you listen to us like you're gonna enjoy the, the <laughs> carolina insider podcast because yeah. they are 100 percent fantastic and better at what they do because they actually talk for a living yeah no like shout out yeah. to mr goose honkers <laughs> <laughs> yeah do y'all have like sources for like stuff like pop culture stuff uh yes i do yes i do um i do not i have a couple uh so for my nerd news i go to new rock stars um nice great youtube channel with some of my faves um for more like general movie news um it's mostly podcasts i'll go to oh i can't think of it now storm of spoilers Mm -hmm. um storm spoilers is a game of thrones podcast but since we don't have um, game of thrones right now they go to their off-season tour where they just talk about all the pop culture Um, what are we gonna do once basketball ends that was just thinking about that like our like where we're gonna West baseball World. season. We're going to talk about Westworld. Talk about Westworld. Baseball oh, season. We can do a we can do a off season tour of our own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to do like I know this is a really popular and not very like innovative, but like doing Mount Rushmores or like really like Mount Rushmore season when there's nothing else to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slow news day. Like, we slow can talk news. about Riverdale if y'all ever catch up. Oh, well, yeah. CW. They're normally pretty good. It's both of our fault now. Uh, <laughs> well, I, Dang I, it, Carla. I, I was putting it on both of you, but I was, I called her name so that I could get her attention about it. Riverdale. Catch up on Riverdale so we could talk about it. Yeah. It's, it's, shifted, oh, it's, you now? it's shifted to my fault. Yeah. But we're just going to wait till the season's Y'all are over both at fault. Because nope. We're going to wait till the season's over because they're normally pretty good about putting the seasons up on Netflix. So okay. CW is like Fine. right after the season but, ends. Yeah. I can accept that. As you'll know, I talk a lot about Star Wars, and I'll take any opportunity to talk about it. And so, like, the two big – well, really, it's one source that I get a lot of my stuff from uh, is Collider. I talk about it a lot. It's a YouTube page. They do Star Wars news. They have Collider Jedi Council every week. They talk about literally everything Star Wars, and they even go into, like, the books, comics, video games. Uh, and they take t- Twitter questions. They also take a lot from Star Wars Newsnet, uh, and they do a lot of breaking news about – uh, like who's directing the movies, what movies are coming out. Like they do a lot of breaking scoop. So it's, if you all like reading about star Wars content, those are two really good sources. <gasps> Ooh, gasp. Movie fights is back with screen junkies. Ooh! <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. Screen. No. Obviously they had some, 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 some things that they yeah, had. They had yeah, they had some um things with disgusting human beings that they had that to, don't need to be on yes. a- anywhere. But, like near that. But I'm glad it's back. Movie fights is back. <laughs> so excited. That really like made my afternoon so much better. I would get, I would get, I would get so worked up during these movie fights because mm-hmm. I was like, obviously you get who you get and you have to make those arguments, but it's like why would you do this? Should like, we do a movie fights episode? Oh we should. That would be I, fantastic. I'd be down. What are movie fights? We'll explain to you off air. <laughs> um, but if any of you, Did all you like, expect anything different from me, you ignore. had such a sigh. Like I have no expectations from you, Aaron. If y'all are Thank ever you. interested in like talk or like listening to people talk very passionate about movies, Screen Junkies movie fights are great. It's hosted. The old episodes are hosted by a disgusting human being, um, but so, the content's good. Yes, um, and he's no longer there, so he's no longer getting money from it. So yep. it's okay to watch it. Or listen. Or listen. Well, because yeah, they have a YouTube channel. They have a YouTube channel. I normally do- watch the video. Yeah, I started. I would listen during, like, when I would be working, um, I would listen to the podcast, but I would go on and watch whenever I was home. I can listen to this on the way to New York. Yes. Okay, sorry. That was a huge sidetrack. But also, Screen Junkies News is great for, for movie stuff. For movie stuff. 
Okay. Also, That's- side note, never watch Cinema Sins ever because it's stupid. Cinema Sins is stupid. I kind of like it. It's funny, but it's inaccurate and stupid. Yeah. Cinema well, Wins is great. Is it? Okay. I yeah. haven't seen that. It's the same style, but like pointing out all the great things about movies. That's so much more. That's so much nicer. Otherwise, like watch Chris Stuckman do his reviews. And yeah, he's probably my one of my favorite. Like, especially if you like watching bad movies, do watch his hilariosity reviews where he does movies that are so bad that they're funny and like puts a new perspective on it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. All right. Trivia this week. We beat the trumpets, right? I think so. I think so. I don't think we. I wouldn't know if we would have lost. But this week, this week is going to be a real fun time. We have it's we're having a weekend. collaboration team. Yeah. It's me, Carla, and Adam from the Good Guys, <laughs> paired with Kate, Evan, and Greg from the Bad Guys, because everyone else is going to be traveling. Yep. And I'm excited. Me and Cole we're going to join forces. They're going to be eating some pizza. Instead. We're going to join forces to fight off the dream team. Yes. Oh wait, the game will be on while. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully the game will okay. be on while you're playing. Y'all can see us on TV. Yeah, but yeah, if you want to wa- catch us on TV, you probably have a much higher possibility of being on TV now. You can watch the tournament games. We'll probably be there. We're gonna be really loud at the free throw lines, making yes. sure they miss all their free throws. If you have any suggestions for free throw chance, tweet them at us either at our personal twitters or at the podcast twitter. We'll get those on there. Yes. All right. Anything else from this past week? All right. So if you want to find us, you can find us at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a rating. Okay. That was strange. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start that again. Let's do that again. Rewind. <laughs> if you want to find us, you can find us at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you, Jake, for the theme music. Um... Jake has a new bluegrass band um, that he tweeted about. Go check out his bluegrass band. It's pretty good. And that's all I've got for you this week. So bye. Deuces. Bye. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Oh, God.